Hello, Victoria. How are you? Hello, Benedict. I'm really okay. I'll say okay because I do not think I'm on full fettle. You're unemployed now, aren't you? (laughs) I'm overemployed. Which Um, which one? That one? I don't know. I'm in between many jobs. (laughs) We're Victoria Mitzi and Ben Ando. Um, He has to stand up for me these days. (laughs) You should stick up for your father. He stuck up for you. (laughs) Stick it up your bum. Well, if your father would do that. That is so inappropriate. (laughs) You're being really bad this week. That's even off the scale for me. (laughs) Welcome to You Didn't Let Me Finish. It's um, off the scale, as you can see. And if you're easily offended, then fuck off. Yeah, fuck right off if you're easily offended. <laughs> fuck right but if off. You're not e- but if you're not easily offended, then stay with us because we like people who are not easily offended. And are not you gonna found go a cosy home. Running, running, running off to mummy or daddy. Mummy. And this week, true to form, <laughs> <laughs> we've got um, barrister jailed for raping woman he met on Tinder. We'll go on to discuss that. Is is an interesting one and one that immediately shouted out. You didn't let me finish podcast, didn't it, Ben? It does. Um, I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News reporter and, uh, yeah, podcaster and all that stuff and all that kind of stuff. And you, who are you? I'm Victoria Mitzi. Uh, I'm an employed journalist, then an unemployed journalist, then an employed journalist, an unemployed journalist. And uh, I never do what is expected. Let's just put it that way. I'm also a mother. I'm also a resident of the countryside. But It's funny, none of these jobs ever let you finish, do they? let me no, they don't. I, don't. I can't think of a retort to that. Yes, yes, that's it. So uh, anyway, we're going to come on and we're going to talk about a barrister who was raped for, uh, who was raped, who was jailed for raping a woman he met on Tinder, but claims he didn't do it. Hello again. <laughs> Welcome again to our podcast. We need to have one of those needle off the record thing. <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's I'm sure perfect, we'll find one. That actually is the perfect sound effect for this. Have we introduced ourselves yet? I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a beautiful lady who gets sacked from every job she does. <laughs> <laughs> What's the latest job you lost? Mm, well, I'm actually like, I'm doing okay in the job we don't mention, but um, the one, the broadcast job that I haven't been sacked from, they've just changed the role yeah. to exclude mine. Well, that's that's something of a first then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, most people say, well, I'm between jobs. I'm inclined to think that you should start saying I'm just between periods of unemployment when I'm you between are Between periods, that's what I say. <laughs> God, well, well done you. Well done you still menstruating at your age. <gasps> you've been on your period for 10 years oh i know it's all very very bloody pmd (laughs) premenstrual daddy (laughs) (laughs) that's your rap name (laughs) pmd pm dawn can i just tell you that i'm about to be rotivated are you Mm. in your lady garden my lady garden was far too small because I'm so dainty. And the people who I bought the house from have only just decided, have only just noticed that they've put the boundary too short. So I'm going to have this massive expanse of garden that, that they're going to rotate. So you've got more of a length than you anticipated. 
Isn't that always nice, ladies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds a bit rude. So hang on. I mean, how many, inches, how many extra inches are we talking about? We're talking 2.5 metres. Two and a half metres? Yes. Wow, OK. So that is a decent sort of like... It's going to be the Jardin d'Amour. Le Jardin d'Amour by Max Factor. Le Jardin. <laughs> is that Le Jardin de Max Factor? <laughs> they say romance is back in style. I say it never went out. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said romance was very much out of style, but when they didn't give me the right amount of land for my dollar. I wonder if every now and then Jane Seymour, just for shits and giggles, just puts on a sort of an airy, flowery, sort of like frondy dress and sort of tosses her hair down and just walks through her conservatory saying... She's probably got a... Um, Rotivator wheelchair now. Don't you <laughs> Rotivator think? wheelchair. She's on her stairmaster these days. Her thighmaster. <laughs> oh my god! I was on a work meeting and one of the ladies of a certain age said that um, that they got they'd had some cream prescribed that they had to rub in in between their thighs. Was there some chafing going on? <laughs> Incorporating I didn't ask possible. That. Incorporating possible hair stretch. What's that? Chafing incorporating hair stretch. What do you think it is? I don't know. Am I being well, I not if you've not if not if you've um, depilated fully. Hair stretch. What's hair stretch? Stretching of hair. Chafing with hair. Oh, oh that sounds awful. That sounds like rotivation going on in my garden. That's it's meant to sound awful. That was the kind of the point. Yeah, that's really vile. I can't even think about that. Can't think about it. Can't think about it. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Mm. What have we got in store for you, lovely lot? Um, it's a pretty sex-based podcast. I know that you'll all be switching off in your droves, you dirty birdies. Matron, take them away! <laughs> well, it's, I mean, uh, when you say sex, I think we should clarify that it's criminal sex and therefore rape that we're talking about. Denied! Thank you, Ben. You made me look really awful now. I know, you are awful. We, I am we, awful. Oh, in case in case there's anybody who hasn't picked up on this if you're easily offended just fuck right off now because we are very offensive i mean Mm. i I think it's a close-run thing to who is the most offensive i think victoria is very slightly more offensive than me because i because i'm a dirty old middle-aged man but you're a sort of like bright young-ish woman and therefore you shouldn't be as dirty as me Youngish. That's kind of that's more offensive than being a dirty old man, isn't it? Dirty okay, old man's well, maybe, quite okay. good. Okay, so maybe I am more offensive. Mm. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Okay, barrister jailed for raping woman he met on Tinder is one of our stories, and the other is claims I had sex omnia. We'll tell you all about that in a moment. Destroyed my rape case. I don't know why, but when I whenever I describe that first story, that well, the second story we're going to be talking about, the first one you just mentioned, I always have to say sweaty barrister. I don't know why. I can't just say barrister jailed for raping a woman he met on Tinder. I have to say sweaty barrister raped for what uh, is that because you like the way it sounds i think i do i think i like sweaty barristers i don't imagine him as sweaty don't you no robin jacobs shouting from the dock you think he's a dry barrister i think i think the uh the act was dry well let's just say she had a laceration well let's just say kids this one does involve anal sex so we'll we'll come on to that anyway so to speak who are you Anyway, what are you going to, you're going to talk Who to me are about? You? Sex. What? Who are you? And what Who are, are we doing here? Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. I forgot who I am. Um, <laughs> There's a man here who doesn't know who he is. <laughs> Don't know who he is. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former sort of BBC and other news correspondent. And now, yeah, I'm not those things anymore. So I can say what the fuck I want and fuck you all. Fuck you very, very much. And so actually, can I? Because uh, I've been sacked from everywhere that counts <laughs> and no one else listens. That is one of the great things that's never said. The great joy about losing every job you've ever had is that you can say what the hell you like. There you oh, go. Well, should, I actually, this is terrible. If anyone's listening in from all the places I work at, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> please, please give me my job back. No, you know, who's the real winner here? The, you know, you're, you're the real winner. Who's who's laughing now, hey? You, yeah. you are laughing yeah, now. Yeah, you bastards. Anyway, you didn't get. You just said you didn't get sacked from the last one. They just changed things round, so there just wasn't a job for me. I like. I like saying that. I think they should give you the big gig, the main deal. You should be the head, the head honcho, the big I'm Kahuna. Go- I'm going for the big gig in the sky. The large fromage. <laughs> you should be the main presenter. What well, you used to sit there in a little corner of the screen reading the news, <laughs> looking a little bit sweaty. No, <laughs> I'm like the sweaty barrister. <laughs> Without any chafing, I hope. To, you're not rubbing any cream in, and 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 whereas the kind of the main guests were sort of the main presenters were sort of just saying, and what do you think of this? And you're going, um, I don't know. And now, <laughs> is that how I did it? <laughs> but I think they should have you in the big box. I think they should. I think my box has been far too small for far too long. <laughs> give give her the big box, everybody. Cheers, Ben. Does that mean that um, you're standing up for me in more ways than one? <laughs> That's the only way in which I'm standing up for you. I'm not standing up for you. I'm, actually, no, I suppose I'm standing. I think, I think, I think they should get you back on. I think you, I think you were surprisingly not total shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww, laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, let me, let me, let me. We've had some interaction, which we'll go to a bit later on as well. And I'm Victoria Mitzi, and I'm, I'm just basically chaotic individual. I'm still Victoria Mitzi. Okay, let's go to claims I had sexomnia destroyed my rape case. I didn't mean to laugh during that. I didn't mean to. Ben made me. Jade McCrossan Nethercott's rape case was dropped by the Counter Prosecution Service because of claims she had an episode of a rare sleep condition called sexomnia. And can I just say that this case was recommended to me by somebody who has a sleep disorder and that and they obviously thought, like we all think when we see something like this, um, that it's a YDLMF type of case. Because it does seem to be quite an interesting condition. Okay, uh, more of that in just a moment. As a result, the CPS no longer believed they could secure a conviction. But Jade challenged the decision and spent months reinvestigating. Top newsreader work there. (laughs) The CPS now admit they were wrong not to take it to trial and have apologised unreservedly to her. So, let's see what went wrong. It was a Sunday evening... In 2017, the spring of 2017, when Jade woke up on a sofa in South London to discover she was half naked. She's actually Cornish, um, originally, with her necklace. Not far from your neck of the woods, then. I know, I know. 
I'm in Devon, in case you didn't know, with her necklace lying broken on the floor. The 24-year-old, originally from St Ives in Cornwall, had the intense feeling she'd been penetrated and thought she'd been raped while she slept. Three years later, and just days before the man charged with raping her was due to stand trial, lawyers from the CPS called her to an urgent meeting at a police station. Her case was being dropped. The CPS lawyer explained that two sleep experts had given their opinions on her case. They said it was possible Jade had had an episode of sexomnia and could have appeared to have been awake and consenting. Sexomnia is a medically recognised sleep disorder. People with the condition perform sexual acts in their sleep. A person is deemed not to have consented to sex if they're asleep, according to the law in England and Wales. However, it also states that a person's not guilty of rape if they had reasonable belief in consent. And this is something that we've come back to time and time again, isn't it, Ben, in yes. rape trials? Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's beyond reasonable belief that there's consent, which is a very, very hard thing to determine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, first of all, there's beyond reasonable doubt, as in jury has to be absolutely sure that it was rape. And secondly, the whole issue of consent is one that in on the face of it is quite simple. It's either yes or no. But in real life circumstances, and this case shows, it cannot be quite as simple as that, which is why the courts end up getting involved. Mm-hmm. Or not, as happened in this case. So... These, it, the whole thing depended on these investigations by sleep experts. And they determined that the way that she slept meant that this condition could have been responsible for her looking like she consented. And it was actually her best friend, this uh, Jade's best friend called Belle, who um, dialed 999 and then started the police process. So that shows you as well uh, something else that we come up against time and time again with rape trials, that people themselves don't go in for prosecution. So after all that and her friend putting her circumstances forward to the police, um, it still didn't get taken to trial. I think the interesting, the the most interesting... um quote from this story mm. is that she she says she woke up at 5 a.m found that she, her knickers and her trousers had been taken were, were off had been taken off and her bra was undone and she saw a man on the other side of the sofa she was lying on she said what happened what have you done and he replied which she said she thought was a bit odd at the time but he replied i thought you were awake And then he left and the police contacted him and he offered no comment when questioned, pleaded not guilty. A date was set for trial, but the trial didn't go ahead because of the evidence of the sleep officer, of these sleep experts who said it's quite possible that although she was asleep, she would have behaved as if she was awake. And I think it's that area of doubt because the the Crown Prosecution has to be sure of two things when it Um, prosecute somebody first of all there's a reasonable chance of a conviction and secondly that it's in the public interest to convict now or to 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 prosecute now with rape cases it's it's almost always in the public interest to prosecute because rapists should be caught should be jailed and so on the difficulty is though rape is very difficult to prove in a lot of cases um, especially in cases where like this there wasn't any as far as we can see any obvious violence that took place that would have alerted, say, other people in the room or other people who were there. I mean, she was at a party after all. Actually, Ben, I'm not sure we know that because in the circumstances, she was actually raped and didn't know. 
So it could have been violent because the necklace was on the floor, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. No, I agree with you. Absolutely. No, we. we it, but no obvious yeah. violence, you're saying. No See, obvious violence. See, this is the fine line, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. And, and and so many of these big cases just dance on, on that line, and and it's very difficult. No, but I'm, the the point I'm making is that from the CPS's um, perspective, they have to say, right, we've got the evidence from these sleep experts, which obviously defence will call, saying that there is this thing called sexomnia, and from what she has told us about her sleep patterns, and from what this, she, in her evidence, the guy said to her, as in, I thought you were awake, it just puts, unfortunately for her, enough doubt in the jury's mind that they would not be able to say they were absolutely sure she had been raped. If she had woken up and found that she was being raped, that would have been crystal clear. I woke up and I was being raped. That's simple. Mm. If she says, I woke up and had this feeling that I had been penetrated mm. and I saw a guy and he said, I thought you were awake. So he's kind of admitting they had some kind of a sexual encounter, mm. but that he thought she was awake. It's it's an incredibly difficult case. I mean, I mm. feel really sorry for this young woman. It must be mm. really difficult, uh, really difficult. Um, well the, I just want to put some detail in here that two yeah. male police officers arrived at the time and took Jade straight to full forensic tests. Vaginal swabs detected semen, which would later be matched to the man on the sofa. The suspect offered no comment when he initially was questioned by the police and the CPS made the decision to charge him with rape. He pleaded not guilty and a date was set for trial. And then that trial subsequently never went ahead. She was determined to prove that the CPS were wrong to drop her case. And in a sense, there is some kind of... I won't say justice, that's a bit of a loose term there. And as I said, I'll go back to these tests that she had from these sleep experts. And she then, so she she requested all the evidence that the police had. Their reports shocked her because the amount of weight that was given to the sleep experts' theories was, in her opinion, just totally wrong. Neither had met her. Um, but the, their opinions have been used and, and been deemed as significant enough to close her case. The first said there was a strong possibility that Jade had had an attack of sexomnia, saying her behaviour would have been of someone actively engaging in a sexual activity with her eyes open and showing pleasure. That's the bit that gets me. How the hell can they determine that with somebody who has a sleep condition? Um, they then hired their own expert, the CPS, um, in response. And then they said that a history of sleepwalking such as Jade had and sleep talking or any family history is entirely adequate to establish a predisposition to sexomnia. So I, I'm completely in agreement with her. I don't see how this, you know, this one incident of sexomnia can happen just at the time when she feels that she's been penetrated. There's evidence of, of penetration and ejaculation. That can be thrown out. It's just unbelievable. Um, so if she hadn't have requested that information, we, we wouldn't be talking about this now. Interestingly enough, her case was the first that um, had been seen by this independent sleep examiner that um, the complainant victim was purported to have sexomnia. And in all other rape cases he'd encountered, this sleep expert, it was the defendant claiming to have had an attack of sexomnia. So um, the article 
by the BBC, journalists carried out extensive research and couldn't find any other UK rape case where the defence had argued the complainant had sex omnia. So this is kind of rare in its own right, this case. But I still don't think that that's any... That's all the more reason to not think that this could have been the cause of the case to be thrown out. I just don't get it. It's very difficult. I mean, Mm. for me, it's always the opposite anyway. And also people who come who are diagnosed with sexomnia are typically male, apparently, and have a history of sexual behaviour in their sleep. I don't think there's enough of a track record of history for Jade to have been accused of this as well, either. Um, So she had a sleep test, and um, this indicated she snores and has mild sleep (laughs) apnea. That is not enough. I I think I have sleep apnea. Fatties fatties have sleep, sleep apnea. Well, I'm a fatty. Are you a fatty? You're not a fatty these days. Look at you, all youthful and live. Still a bit of a fatty. Still, Are you? still got a bit of a porky tongue. I mean, Have I you? Try hard. I work out quite a lot, but I've still got a bit of a tongue. Nobody would believe that. Ben. But of course they would. Look at your gym selfies. And anyway, I I have a different mm. thing. I I find oh, it the opposite way round. I <laughs> once mm-hmm. I don't know if this is an appropriate story to tell, but I'm going to go for it because this is <laughs> the most offensive. Go Ben, go Ben. <laughs> many many years ago, when I was a young man, um, many I, many years ago, I had a sexual encounter with a lucky lady, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm afraid I was very very drunk. <laughs> and I I re- remember sort of being in, in bed with this lucky lady. And I also remember then waking up and she'd gone. And I was kind of halfway down the bed. Do you mean escaped? Yes, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> she And I was sort of like halfway down the bed, still clo- still kind of largely closed and thinking, well, what happened here? And I mean, it, it wasn't quite the, the, like like um, finding scene, but I certainly had something around my face. You had what around anyway, your face? Something. And <laughs> I... I this is a great thought, story. So I, I phoned this, this. Was it spaghetti bolognese? I fo- <laughs> not, not quite. Well, no. I phoned the, the, the lucky lady up in question and she was really fucked off with me. I said, oh, you're in a bit of a mood. She said, well, wouldn't you be? I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you started giving me oral sex last night and then just fell asleep. <laughs> she We've basically, all done it. She We've climbed out it. from underneath me in a huff and went home. <laughs> <laughs> and just left me there. Don't do oral sex without falling asleep. Well, well done you. Well done being able to perform oral sex without falling asleep. Oh, chance to be a fine thing these days. (laughs) (laughs) I need some kind of uppers to do it. (laughs) What what sort of uppers? I don't know. Oh no, maybe not because you get a bit of jaw tension. You mean you mean to be drugged? Oh my god, this has gone really wrong. This whole bit is not going to be cut out because it's the best bit. (laughs) (laughs) It should be cut out. Right. Moving on. I've got a story to tell now. Go on. Which is so. This is an interesting one because this isn't just. Well, this is rape, but it's kind of a bit different. So a barrister has been jailed for four years for raping a woman. Now, you might not think that four years is very long for rape. But what happened was that this this woman had met 39-year-old Robin Jacobs through Tinder, and they had had uh, three dates. And on the third date, they had decided to go to bed together, and they were having um, sex, and it was consensual sex, and... She said that what he did was he he 
slipped it out of one and into another, so to speak. And she basically said that she had consented to have vaginal sex with him, but while they were having sex, he suddenly slipped it out of his vagina and pushed into her anus. And he's, she said that um, Jacob said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I could have lied, but I told the truth. Oh, my God, when he was convicted. But she said that he, she would not have consented to anal sex if he had asked, but he didn't. He just basically... He, she said the woman the woman said to police um jacobs told her to wait a minute and then forced himself in i told him to stop twice and he did not i screamed get off then he did stop and he did move away she said at that point i was just face down i didn't know what to do with myself i was in quite a lot of pain she said he asked me if i was going to report it to the police he asked if he would see me again and he also offered me a paracetamol um what a night <laughs> Um, and there was no discussion, no warning, no touching, no foreplay. There was nothing. And the woman was examined shortly afterwards at a sexual assault clinic and found to have a laceration measuring 2.5 centimetres by 2 centimetres. So that's probably about the size of your thumb, maybe just like a, 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 a kind of a gash the size of your thumb. That's quite a big and gash in your bum hole. It is. Well, no, exactly. That's going to sting a bit. I agree. And um, experts agreed that the injury, that an injury like that, was likely to have been inflicted with at least moderate force. And then um, Jacobs denied this. He he said that it was a fully consensual sex act, and he denied the prosecution's claim that he had used her body to please himself. He said, "That's not what I am about." But um, he was um, he was convicted, and then he was sentenced to four years in prison. Uh, the judge, uh, Judge Hillen, uh, jailing him, said the evidence showed that Jacobs had taken absolutely no steps to check if the woman consented to anal sex, and the jury um, would have decided it was not reasonable for him to think he had. So it's very clear that, that what this case is telling you is that sexual intercourse doesn't mean any kind of intercourse. It means specific. It can be, you can be very specific about exactly what sort of intercourse you want. Oh, that's a bit robotic. You yeah. can perform missionary now. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I mean, think about your experiences. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to suggest that most of the time, in the past, when um, you know, you've been in that sort of situation, there would have at least been some kind of discussion about it. It wouldn't have. Just do been you something... discuss? Well, you what you're going to do not, not so much discussion, but you wouldn't have sort of been lying, sort of, you know, maybe on all fours, sort of <laughs> having having a, a a nice time, and suddenly be. A... In my pony play. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to take the, the tail out of your bottom first for that, but, you know. <laughs> what I find very strange is that a woman expects... Not a woman, I mean, it doesn't... A person expects any, like, run-up to anal sex. What well, you think you took a run-up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she showed him the red flag and <laughs> what kind of no, red... no, what really I mean I'm being serious I'm a, a okay. um 30 late woman in my late 30s <laughs> and <laughs> I'm wondering what kind of foreplay you have for anal sex well I mean I th I think there's a slight issue here around porn because 
there's a, a let, let's face it a lot of porn on the internet involves it's really formulaic it's lucky lady performs oral sex uh gentleman and lady have vaginal sex and that is immediately followed by anal sex and there's like this kind of formula is oral vaginal anal oral vaginal anal that's is always it? my code a lot of porn it does yes not always i'm glad i listened to this podcast uh, not always but a lot of porn <laughs> and i think there is kind i mean when i was in my courting years which was in the sort of like i don't know was it oral 80s, vaginal anal early 90s no i mean <laughs> sex wasn't a big thing i mean I, huh? I don't recall when i first got with a lot of girlfriends even thinking that i would have anal sex but it just wasn't a big deal it's kind of become this huge thing because of porn i think oh, i feel okay. like it's kind of become a sort of a big deal now that it didn't used to be or didn't or, or never was before. What do you think of it? What do I think of anal? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, it's not the main show in town. I mean, if if if, if a, I mean, I had one girlfriend who really liked it so much, I struggled to get it in any other hole, frankly. But I mean, <laughs> broadly speaking, <laughs> I'd like to see your face struggling. <laughs> yes, oh, come on, let's let's do it normally for goodness sake. Dirty no. bitch. Well, quite. Uh, no, but seriously, <laughs> I. I <laughs> I'm just more sort of like, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I call me, call me a traditionalist. <laughs> I'll call you something else. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? On, did you ever watch that show, Arrested Development? Yeah. <laughs> Where Tobias Funke said, "I'm a cross between a therapist and an analyst. I'm an." <laughs> Analrapist, but he had cars that just said analrapist, which you immediately read as anal rapist. <laughs> we should have given them to Jacobs. <laughs> and he got a car and he said, he and his, his wife, um, played by the, the fantastic Portia de Rossi, <laughs> they said, we're, we're making a new start here. He said, I've already got the license plate. And he had on his car, his license plate says, a new start, with a new was spelled N U. So when you read it quickly, it looked like Adus Tart. <laughs> oh, Portia de Rossi is brilliant. I've been told I, she does resemble me. Oh, who told you that? couple of people okay no, oh well. actually no i'm i'm the italian fascist Io sono Georgia. forever judge, now. judge for yourself listeners google portia de rossi and then google victoria that's one Beatings. thing we don't like to do around here at you didn't let me finish we don't like judging people do we <laughs> then judge whether you think there's any tiny little tiny part of portia <laughs> de rossi that looks even remotely like victoria <laughs> Um, okay, listen to this, right. In the case, uh, oh, Jacobs from South Woodford, East London, said he believed the woman had consented. Of course, he's going to say that. Um, he shouted from the dock, I didn't do it. I know. That I, got I, me. The, that bit got judge... me, even if he has a rapist. <laughs> I didn't do it. And then <laughs> I didn't do it. And then <laughs> and the judge said, calm down. Calm down. Yeah, because he was getting really overheated. Yeah. Majority wonder, verdicts. I, mind you, I suppose it means... A sort of a, a, a chubby little barrister in prison now for four years for rape. I suspect he may well discover what the lady went through. Pick up the soap. <laughs> Absolutely. Where's the soap? Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> That's a really old joke, Ben. You should be ashamed old... of yourself. What's this interaction? We need to wrap up, I think. Yes, we do need to. Well, let's wrap your mouth up, shall we? It was about our um, last podcast and about Wayne 
cousins um, and his dodgy mates. Okay, a question to Ben and Vicky. Do you think on the whole we should feel protected by or fearful of the police? So a quick recap that that Wayne Cousins's dodgy mates from former police officers were done for racist and sexist and everything elseist chats on a, a WhatsApp group. So yeah, should we be fearful of the police as a result of that? Well, there's more of that in the news recently as well, isn't there? Um, yes, exactly. And with more officers suspended over racist WhatsApp messages, but that's probably a story for another day. In answer to the question, I think both. I think if you're a criminal, you should be fearful of the police. If you're a an upstanding citizen, then you should um, not be afraid of the police. I think the difficulty is that, you know, by definition, police as a society, we give a small group of people authority to do stuff like, for example, take away our freedom by placing us under arrest. I know this, you're supposed to be able to do a citizen's arrest, yada, 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 but how often does that really happen? Um, you know, we, we give a small group of people authority we expect them to be well trained we expect them to be good people and do the right thing and you know i've written books about police bravery i've um helped write another book about by a police officer about his career what's your um, book called the books are beyond the call of duty um it's and... actually quite a good and i as much as i hate you this must be the best review ever your book's quite good oh thank you that's very kind of you to say yeah. so oh i can't um, remember it now no, why would you? Um, still available on Amazon, I'm sure. Yeah, so it's in the bargain basement, so it'll be affordable at least. Um, no, it's not. It's the same normal price. Same oh, they've, they've, never, they, they've never dropped. They've, hell, they've got to get their money back somehow. Um, and uh, mm. they um, and we give these we give this cohort of people um, authority over us to do these things, and in return, we expect that they will protect us. They will not do the wrong thing they will do the right thing and you know the vast 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 majority of police officers join the police not for the money they join the police because they want to do the right thing they want to um you know uphold the law they want to protect they want to serve and so on and so forth but in any big organization whether it's the police whether it's the bbc whether it's parliament you're going to get a few bad apples and this is the problem and, and it's, it's 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 not so much um whether you you know that you're not you're going to get them or not you are going to get them it's how you deal with them when you do get them and i think what the met needs to do is show that if you know whatever its policy is it's going to enforce it without fear or favor and if it's its own officers who are found to be um, breaching these then they will be dealt with um, in a way that is fair and procedurally correct we would hope so we that's would. all i can say because sometimes it isn't yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, again, you have this problem, you have an institute, I mean, you know, institutional racism was something the Met was accused of um, following the murder of Stephen Lawrence, you know, well, how, 20, 24 years ago now, 23 years ago now? So um, Goodness, a long time ago. No, no, it's longer ago than that, isn't it? Was it 1993, Stephen Lawrence? Oh, my Let's God, have remember. a look. Go on. 1993, what did you say? 1993, yes. Well done. Bravo. So, you know, for Bravo what? you. So, you know, 29 years ago, nearly 30 years ago, Crikey. Met was accused of being institutionally racist. I know I know they've done a lot of work to try and get to improve that. And it doesn't help when you get, you know, a couple of officers exchanging racist WhatsApp messages. It's, you know, it, it sours the whole thing again and it taints the whole organisation. <laughs> Taint. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as greasy barrister. 
Yeah, exactly. That was it. I mean, he, I wonder if he brushed her taint, her taint in the way from one to the other. Brush your taint. Sounds like an act of hygiene. Brush your taint. Don't forget my taint. <laughs> Call to the kids. Brush your taints. Yeah. Oh, no, that's weird. Um, <laughs> right, and we have another one. Um, as we are both... Thank you for our emails, by the way. As you're both Germanophiles, I'd like you to do a German crime special. It could be fun. <laughs> Thank you. From Bristol. Anonymous from Bristol. Okay. Down in the southwest, like me. <laughs> Shall okay. we? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, or, or we could do German criminals in the UK, or do we do German crimes themselves? <laughs> That's a crime. That's a UK <laughs> crime. Ben's flashing, um, everyone. I think, I think, yeah, okay, let's look into that. That sounds like fun. I like yes. that. I mean, I love Germany. And I wonder how I'm going to order it because I've been looking into New Zealandish crimes. Um, New on, Zealand crime? Why yeah, on the recommendation of the Terminator because he noticed that quite a lot of our listeners, they're New Zealandish. So thank you to our New Zealand friends. Is it, is it New Zealandish or is it Newish Zealand? N- New Zealand. They are the new people of New of Zealand. Zealand. New Zealand-esque. Yes, so that's what made me think, because do you remember we talked to Reverie True Crime, um, to Paige, and she did, she's so on it that she caters for listeners in different parts of the world. So I thought I'd look into it, and yeah, that's I found New Zealand. And, that's because she's good and, and we're shit. shit. It's shit. We're shit, but we love you. Aww. Um, anyway. YDLMF podcast okay. is us, and buy me a coffee. Thank you for buying me a coffee! Who's bought your coffee? Somebody bought your coffee? Yeah. Oh, wow, Thank you so, so much. That is really nice. Well, yes. Whoever you were buying Victoria coffee, that's lovely of you. Thank you. Yes. I don't want a coffee, by the way, just saying, but I'm glad you bought Victoria. Don't worry, Ben. No if I was going to have anything, coffee. it would be a chai latte. Oh, you still into uh, them? Yeah, I still You big I, baby. They're so sweet. I love them. I you really like them. You big baby. Um... <laughs> Why do you... Uh, uh, hang on. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. That's um, how you email YDLMF. us. What's the, what's the Twitter one again? At YDLMF. YDLMF. Just do that in Twitter and you'll find us. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Ben, um, most podcasts get all their traffic from Facebook, which we don't do, and YouTube. Well, I mean, have you got a Facebook account? You have, haven't you? Yeah, but that's my normal one. No one wants to... No, but what you Don't can do... Don't give me the up yours, double up yours there. I, th- I think what you can do, I think you can create... Because I've, I've got one for my little side business. So I think you can create like a page. Yes, you can, it... but we haven't done it. Well, then do it. Because we know. are... Oh, shit. Pupperoni. Yes. So yeah. let's do that, shall we? <laughs> you right, can well, do it. No, you do it. I'm, you not, do it. I'm not doing you it. Do I'm too it. lazy to do it. Where are you off to this week? Come on, uh, I'm, I, make so, us gel. So this weekend I'm going to Milton Keynes, which is obviously <laughs> oh, you know, a top destination choice. And then next week I'm going for three days in Porto, in Portugal. And then I'm back for one day before heading off to Mid-Wales, to Aberystwyth for a real thrill. What are you doing, well, gonna... in, what are you doing for thrills in Aberystwyth? The thrills in Aberystwyth, I'm riding on something called the Vale of Rydal Railway, which is like a little kind of steam engine chuff-chuff. I won't tell you what I'll be riding on in the meantime. I'll be in the buff buff on the chuff chuff. Oh, that's What are you going to be doing? No, I just made a rude joke about me riding something, but it's not going to happen. The only thing I'm going to ride is a bicycle. Okay. 
No, no chafing, incorporating hair stretch. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's, a, if it's my dingle breeze, then it could be. <laughs> Maybe that's what you need the ointment for. You can go and see that woman, your colleague, and say, "Can I have some of your ointment, please?" No, as soon as someone says drugs, oh, my far, my for, my poor farmers, my poor chalfonts. <laughs> As soon as someone goes drugs, I'm really sad. I'm like, oh, what have you got? Can I have some? Oh, I'm full of dodgy pills. <laughs> I'm in a roid rage. <laughs> That's a good note to leave it on, really. Considering the fact that the most of our punters are roughly the same age, I'm guessing they'll sympathise with my pain. <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Bye, bye Ben. Have fun. Bye.